Hey y'all, I am so, so excited to share this guest with you today. She is a super smart cookie, a fellow systems fanatic like myself. Stacey, how are you doing today? I am doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Yes, fantastic. I am so excited to have you. So let's go ahead and just start off with a couple of details about you and your business. Well, I think I'm going to have to add systems fanatic to my repertoire. I mean, that, I'm like, yes, you're my people. I love yes. that. So, so, um, I'm like, yeah, that describes me. But I'm really a productivity coach who helps people get digitally organized and kind of corral the onslaught of stuff that comes at us mm. and really get radically productive using my favorite tool on the planet, which is Evernote. So I'm an Evernote expert and uh, show people how to really improve their lives by using this tool that is so underutilized by almost all of its users. Literally. Most people just think, oh, I'm going to write a little note here and there. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but the previous, the, uh, the original CEO of Evernote said they have a 5% problem. People really only use 5% of their software and everybody uses it for like a different 5%. So that's even right. a bigger problem, right? right. Because every, and it's, it speaks to the flexibility of Evernote, but like right. if, like I met a lot of people listening can identify with that. They know they're underutilizing. Oh, yeah. They know they're underutilizing Evernote. And my role is to help them understand the possibility and then become fluent in Evernote so that they can really be using like 90% of the features, which makes it like one of the most powerful platforms I've, I've really ever worked with. Yeah, totally. Love, love, love it. So I'm really excited because we are going to be talking specifically about kind of an Evernote-centric financial management system. So we're getting really gritty here, you guys, and I'm excited <laughs> about this. So this is going to be a note taker. I already know. So get your pens and paper out. Everybody knows that you can't listen to this podcast in your car. Like you just can't. So, <laughs> but I do want to preface, get your pens and papers ready to be taking notes. So let's kind of just start out and, you know, maybe you already had this system in place from the jump. So maybe it's more your clients, but where, where were you now? You're shaking your head now. So describe you and your business before you implemented this financial management system. Yeah, so I went from being an employed W-2 employee to easing into having my own business. And a couple years into that, I kind of started to really get freaked out. Like I was overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> and um, one of the things that I realized is that when you're a W-2 employee, you know, there's a lot of things that the concept of finances encompasses, mm -hmm. but it's not nearly what it means when you become self-employed. It just blossoms to this, yeah. this definition of, it's not only like receipts and expenses, it's not only taxes, it's like prepaying taxes and quarterly taxes, it's bills, it's invoicing clients, it's statements, right. it's an unbelievable amount of process. Yeah. that you need to put in place in order to alleviate yourself and actually, you know, of the stress associated with it. That's mm -hmm. what I was experiencing was like the, I had a strong, not everybody has this, but I had a really strong desire to be paying my taxes on time, to be right. accurate and all that, you know, like, I, <laughs> like that type of stuff concerned me. And yeah, it was like creating a stress and I didn't want to get ten. Prepared for. And I wanted to be sure that 
I was getting all the deductions that I had yeah. coming to me. And I wanted to be sure that like I was, a, I'm a sole uh, proprietor. So yeah. like, how do I know which is business and which is personal? And am I tracking that? You know, like just, do I have a system for that? All those things add up to stress. And then I was finding out, oh my gosh, I'm, it's April 14th and I need to file an extension. And then that gave me like a day of relief. And then I had to worry about it till October. So it was like, (laughs) it was like really just permeating everything I did. And what happened is I was like, this is not working for me. It is taking too much energy and um, I couldn't run a report on the health of my business. I didn't know, you know, it's about charts of accounts, which are dull topics, but this is like, how do we want it? How do we know if we're growing in the right places in our revenue and in our expenses? You know, that these things take time and in, and the traditional strategies, I think, have evolved because especially in this online digital world, I mean, having a service-based online business doesn't require, you know, cost of goods, you know, you don't have material inventory, you know, which is what a lot of these systems are about. So just these little details, I, I had to correct, I felt compelled to get it under control <laughs> in order to, like, be able to have almost double the energy to focus on my business and have the creative space to know that that was handled. And I was doing something that I bet you a lot of people are guilty of. I was sticking my head in the sand about the health, the financial health of my business. I just didn't want to, I was like, I'm just, I'll just make a hundred thousand dollars within three months and it won't be a problem. Right. Like it, it, it wasn't, quite that quick <laughs> so you know it's kind of like, like i'll just whip um, it up it's totally fine i just you know postponing it only lasted so long so i needed to create a system to really manage it and mm-hmm. when i sat down to think about it because i'm a naturally organized person so like i'm the type of person that went okay what's stressing me out what are all the parts and pieces and how can i corral this and make give it some boundaries and create a system that works for me so yeah. I was an Evernote user. I was running my business on Evernote. I knew the power of it. And I decided that to start, I needed to uh, just start centralizing 100% of my receipts in Evernote. Wow. And for me, I decided I'm just going to create a single notebook and that's going to become, I'm going to call it a scans notebook for my finances and I'm going to put it in Evernote. And one of the things that's so powerful about Evernote is that if you can digitize it, Evernote can hold it. So what it becomes, it sounds really easy. Okay, I'm just going to start centralizing my receipts in Evernote. Yeah, no problem. Like it sounds really simple, but if you start to think about where we get our receipts, they come at us in a bunch of different places. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we get, we get emailed receipts, right? Yeah. So Evernote lets us forward emails into Evernote. So that's a big chunk of them. But yep. we go out and we get, we have a lunch, like I'll meet you for dinner maybe. Yes. And then I need to try, I need to write that down and I'm getting a paper receipt. Yeah. And Evernote, I can digitize that right from my phone and send it and marry it right next to the email. We are getting PDFs online, right? Yeah. Like yeah. invoices and things like that. You can clip that right to Evernote. Those are three really distinct channels. We're still getting paper stuff you know, through the mail, like your, your gas bill, right? (laughs) It's like, if you're with a little hodunk company in your town, there's like, it's not digitized. (laughs) (laughs) So you need to like scan it and Evernote can bring together these places. It's like, it's simple in theory, but when you look at the volume of stuff that we get from all these different places, I decided I had to centralize that all in Evernote. 
And um, I'm really about digitized, centralized to get efficiency in like all kinds of places. Yeah. And this was one place that that created a huge relief for me. And that was the hub of really what I think are six different rings that you need to have to have a full financial management system. So I think it starts with corralling the documents in a hub. Gotcha. And I do think, I have a strong opinion about this. I don't think it should be in the financial software that you use. I think it should be in Evernote or in a system that can be as a document repository because the reality is there's lots of reasons we need those receipts and supporting our taxes and our bookkeeping is actually just one of them. When you're self-employed, you also sometimes need to get reimbursed and pull a copy from there. It's so much easier, the format of Evernote to work with them. And I, I have a blog post that I can provide you that you can you know, put in the show notes that really yeah, shows awesome. why Evernote is the right tool for your document management. And I compare it to other tools. And um, let's just say, I think I make a compelling case as to why, <laughs> why Evernote's the right tool. <laughs> I believe it. So I think that's the foundation is, you know, you just got to start and it's like the center of, if you, if you envision this little hub and then these uh, concentric rings going out, I can kind of walk you through what I think the other business decisions you have should be. And the reason I have them as rings overlapping each other is because they're all integrated. You need to make, right. they all influence each other. And that's why it's so complex. And so you have to be thinking about and have an idea about the whole system when you're planning it out so you can make decisions about what works right for you. Yeah, I love that. Okay, okay so my central system is my hub and that's Evernote. And then beyond that is really a process which is about digitizing everything. So wow. you have to have processes in place and systems in place for digitizing. So one that I often talk about is the receipt example. I'm at a restaurant and I get a receipt. I, it's a simple thing, yep. but I ask myself, am I sitting or not? If I'm sitting, I will scan it, digitize it, and I'll use the Evernote app to do that immediately. And then I'll, um, I'll toss it. Okay, I don't need it. Oh um, get rid of it? I get rid of it. Now, I do advise you ask your CPA before you, if you need to do that, if that's acceptable in your particular work use case. Yeah. I did that. I'm comfortable with it, and I don't hold it. I don't hold it at all. Um, and then if I'm not, like say I'm, at a, um, say I'm buying supplies, you know, I'm at a store, I'm at Office Depot or something, I pick up some printer ink and I come home, I, I have a process where that receipt goes into an area where I batch scan on a regular basis and it all goes into Evernote. So they're really simple things, but I adhere to them and it makes sure that everything gets into Evernote and I have perfect record keeping, okay? So I have systems for digitizing. And a lot of people just never think about it. And I had a, I had a friend here this weekend and she left um, yesterday. She had pulled out all her expenses, her receipts, her expenses, because she was going to digitize them and she left them at my house. So what she was going to do is she was going to enter them all during her layover. And instead I have, they're in the mail. It's going to be three days before they get to her in California. Right? right. So this would never have happened with my system because they right. would have all been digitized right there. She could have sat and Evernote works offline. So she could have been doing and processing on the plane. Right. Yeah. So just a easy comparison. And now she has work she has to do because she wasn't able to maximize that time of her connection. And yep. it's all the only difference is our systems. 
Yeah. That's the only difference. Not the need. I have the same need. I have clients that I have to, you know, right. ask for reimbursable expenses on. So yep. there's that. Okay. So hub, then digitize. Perfect. The third ring is your banking. I mean, we all need banking solutions mm -hmm. and you probably never gave much thought to who you chose as a bank. Yeah. But the reality is, particularly if you're going to have an online business, you need, there's a lot of options from very tiny banks to very large banks yeah. and bit money collection, as well as the next ring, which is your accounting software, mm -hmm. require a level of integration and support from your bank in order to be efficient. Yeah. Plus, there's tools, you know, you might need to finance in your business over time. You might be interested in a business credit card. One of my top tips is, especially even if you're self-employed, you need to act financially like you're not. You need to have a business card and a personal card, even Agreed. if it's all come in the same place. Just that simple organization can yep. make such a difference. Yep. And these things, so you want to choose a bank where you're going to be, you know, you have the op that opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, these kinds of things. Also the feed that comes in, they don't always all integrate with, you know, QuickBooks Online and some of these. Now, it's yep. improving every year, yep. <laughs> but yep. it's a consideration that you want to think about because it can really be a stop in your efficiency if you're not planning properly for it. So, yeah. So, so great. Okay. So banking, that's the third one. So you've got your hub, Evernote, you've got your digitization processes, and you've got your banking choices. Yeah. The fourth is going to be your accounting software. Now, there's a zillion choices out there, but it really boils down to two different types of questions. The first is, do you want online, do you want cloud-based accounting, or do you want desktop accounting? Now, because of the, comp I'm guessing the complexity of accounting software, right. it's really lagging in being very robust online. The standard QuickBooks is different than QuickBooks Online. And bookkeepers and CPAs are using QuickBooks. They're not using QuickBooks Online for the most part, traditional ones. It's starting yeah. to shift. But I'm talking about flexibility, cloud-based computing, and I highly advocate that you go with a truly cloud-based solution. Okay. Now, if you do that, you start to get into a lot of different solutions. Like you hear about FreshBooks, Harvest, Mint, QuickBooks Online, Zero, all these different right. types of things. Okay. There's lots, but there's another key decision that you need to make, which is, do you need to be with, and this is another really boring business thing to talk about, but do you need to be with a double entry accounting system or not? Okay. And Without explaining the difference, because actually I'm not a CPA, I don't know, I mean, I've got an MBA, but and we covered this, but <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm not a CPA. <laughs> but I can tell you that all CPAs and bookkeepers are on a true double accounting system. When you're a real business, you're on a true double entry accounting system, okay? Yeah. It's account for debits and credits on both sides of the charts, and yeah. that is the way that real business goes. Now, however, you don't have to start that way when you're self-employed and you're a solopreneur. You can start with a tool like, okay, you can start with a tool that's not. Here's yeah. the trick. When you look at that it, within the cloud accounting world, only, uh, let's see, there might be two or three tools that meet the double entry accounting criteria in the online space. Yeah. Oh, wow. And that is zero. Yeah. And QuickBooks Online but QuickBooks Online just launched QuickBooks Self-Employed also, hmm. and it's a lighter version of QuickBooks Online, but it is, I think it's to double entry accounting uh, in a cloud-based environment. So your choices are suddenly limited. Hmm. You don't even need to look at all these other ones that most yeah. people like say, oh, let me try that. 
Right. However, when I first started, I started with fresh books. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. I just outgrew it over time. So I wouldn't tell people, but you just need to be aware of what you're doing. It's not that you can't run your business, have accounting reports, all that kind of stuff. You just want to be aware that there is a difference yeah. and switching accounting softwares is a pain in the butt. It's a yeah. pain in the butt. Then so it's one of those things you really want to think about up front and you just want to make a thoughtful decision. You know, I was always aware I was going to make a leap and FreshBooks was freaking brilliant. I loved it. I loved it. It was easy. It was pretty. It was yeah. effective. So, you know, there's different ways to go. There's not a right or wrong. There's being educated on the different options, but right. it is a whole ring that you really want to think about. And yeah. how does it integrate with your banking? And do you yeah. have digitization processes? And does it integrate with yeah. your hub? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Love that. Those four are the really essential ones. It then gets up, well, they're all important, but the next one would be team and the factor mm -hmm. of, are you doing it yourself or are you working with a bookkeeper and or a CPA or both? And yeah. do you want to, do you envision yourself growing to using those things? So again, if you're doing your own taxes, you don't have a team. It doesn't matter about the way you share, which is another factor, even in your banking. Like, can you give people access to your banking accounts? Like there's like sharing things to think about there too. Right. Yeah. Um, your team, I was doing my own taxes when I started and then I, but I was always aware that I wanted to offload that. That was not something I wanted to right. do. Right. And I don't want to like switch this and I want to make it easy to share. Yeah. So you want to think about that up front. And um, Evernote is super simple to share with. Like I just share a link to my accountant mm -hmm. and he can see my stuff even though he's not an Evernote user. Right. Which is okay. nice. So it's yeah. really nice and it's easy for me. It's a click of a button and it makes it simple. And he has access to all of my receipts and all of the stuff that I've scanned, all my 1099s, all that kind of stuff. So it's really easy. Yeah. And throughout the year, I have a bookkeeper that is um, helping me with the zero side of things too. And they access zero and Evernote to kind of pair up. Cause you get, you know, you get that feed that comes in from the bank and it's like, you right. sent, you spent money at this and you're like, what? <laughs> and you don't even know if it's a business expense or a personal expense. So you just do a quick find for the amount in Evernote and boom, that receipt comes right up and then you can title it appropriately. Mm -hmm. So I have a bookkeeper that kind of helps me with that stuff. Or you yeah. can do it yourself. Like this is the power in Evernote is their search is so powerful. So, so they powerful. index everything that you put in there, even at the paid level, even your PDF. So if you, if you clip a PDF wow. from, from the web, it's going to index that and it's going to retrieve that for you. It's so good. Evernote really, I mean, it's. And then I have a whole, pro I didn't even talk about this, but at my hub, I also have a whole process for bill paying that comes from oh. like all the invoices that I clip from online. I just put them into a bills to pay notebook. And then I have a process in place that triggers me to pay my bills at a regular basis. Or you could share that with, as we're talking about team, yeah. somebody that helps you with that because the sharing is so effortless. That so is consideration. Key consideration yeah. that you can see how that can have, you know, some forethought about that can make a difference on as you grow. Cause like, let's just assume we're all going to grow from self-employed businesses to like something six, very, very, uh, with tons of revenue and little expenses, right? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and whether or not we grow our team or not, we're going to outsource this dull stuff of like right. taxes, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Okay. So that's really your system. And then the last ring is maintaining it. And so yeah. what do you do on a daily, weekly, monthly, and annual basis? This is about creating in your hub some checklists around, you know, let's say such a silly thing. How much time do you spend April 14th trying to remember, calculate what your mileage is on your car on January 1st? 
<laughs> don't even you just brought me there Stacy I can't even <laughs> I know it's still painful it's only it's you know the day I know sorry <laughs> here's the here's the good news that can all be solved it can all be solved with simple checklists about what we can do and you just take the the pain of it away um, by understanding how to maintain your system and that's about checklists and systems in Evernote, as well as documenting in Evernote what you might need to do or tell your team to do. You know, I, yeah. I tell my team, you know, how to code things. You know, if it comes from this, I want it coded like this. Like, that's a system yeah. that I just document and I train them on. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I have that flexibility with the system and I have a full financial management system that just kind of, I touch I, every time I get a receipt all year long, but it takes me now an hour to prep my taxes and send them off to my CPA. So I totally yeah. alleviated this pressure. Yep. And I can press a button in zero and get a, a, a report of my business, the health of my business. You know, it's like I have the parts and pieces that I need in place to not be ignorant about the, right. about the success or the needs of my business. And it changed everything for me. It changed everything. That is, once I saw this and had this in place, this is where I was able to convert the energy um, that I was wasting there into something productive for my business. Yeah. Made a huge difference. It was the most transformational thing that Evernote's done for me in terms of being yeah. self-employed. Yeah. Because I mean, I think a lot of people also just have a lot of emotional gunk when it comes to money and business and like all of that sort of stuff and so like if you can just take the pressure off of like how hard it has to be you know it's like make it easy on yourself and I know people who is that I have a friend of mine who is an accountant for quite a few people and, and is a CFO and she literally calls them money dates <laughs> with yeah. her clients. Like, she's like, we're going to have a money date. Like, get your wine. I'm going to have wine. And like, we're just going to have like a conversation about your finances. And it just like kind of lifts like the dark clouds that people tend to have about it and whatever else. So I think you can like for that hour that you now spend, it's like you can spend that hour like jamming to your favorite music and sipping on tea or wine or yeah. whatever else and make it an enjoyable-ish situation versus like dreading it every well, and there's an amount of pride that comes with it too like you start to cool. feel like a business owner it's mm -hmm. like okay it's time to do my taxes i think i don't right. like to do it yeah <laughs> but it's not like it absorbs all this time and stress right it's just a status report on where things are and it's a legal requirement we all have to go through right. and then yeah. knock on wood like i have no interest in being audited but i have yeah. I, I mean, I, the auditor, I'd be the case study at the IRS. Right. Like I have perfect records. <laughs> like there's nothing slipping through the car and I'm going to be able to find it like that. They're going to be like, what was this $12 and 34 cents for that you took right. your credit on? And yeah, it's going to be exactly. like, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Seriously. Yeah. I, I do not mess around with taxes and all that stuff. I'm like, listen, like you, so I'm not digitized. I have like my file cabinet and I have since like 2012 of taxes mm -hmm. <laughs> like, in there receipts and all that sort of stuff and so I have been looking for a way to to digitize it so this actually comes well here's my tip on that because I think yeah. there's a lot of people so you have to just start but not everybody's going to be comfortable tossing it the tax receipt this after right. they've digitized it like I could see it in your face you were just like oh I don't I don't know that I'm ready for that okay. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> 
like, so I get that. But here's the tip. What I want you to do is take a pencil or a pen and you throw it in Evernote. Just give yourself a visual reminder on that receipt that you put it into Evernote. Then you can still keep your whole pile of papers and everything like that. But then you have come April when you're sorting through all your papers and your taxes, you can just pull out all those because you know those are already in Evernote. Mm, yeah. And you don't have to worry about scanning it. Like you'll be able to find it. Like you don't have, that's a, that's a short, easy first step to yeah. getting comfortable with digitizing without having to break your old system. Right. Totally. Totally. And it can prove efficient and you'll start to see too. Oh, wow. Is there a category of stuff where I didn't always digitize it kind of a thing? Yeah. Um, if you just get in the habit, like I take a photo of my checks, right? When I send yeah. a check, like it's so rare that I write a check these days, but yeah. I will digitize it. Or if I receive a check, I will make sure that I'll hold on to the check until it's cleared the bank, but I'll just right. put a little checkbox in to know that I have digitize it. That's my key to digitizing it. Super mm -hmm. simple stuff, yeah. but really effective in terms of a visual time-saving technique. Um, and then you might find over time that the value of having it in Evernote and finding and searchable yeah. saves you a lot of time at tax time. Oh, it totally does. Um, and you might, you might talk to your your bookkeeper and your CPA about if you really have to have those. And there are industries that do. Yeah. So I just, again, want to say that, yeah. <laughs> but um, there's um, certainly, uh, like for me, I have been able to slowly reduce the amount of paper storage I have. And it's huge amount of it is because people have is because of taxes and it takes yep. up so much physical space and people underestimate the cost of all of that. When they move the storage space, the time wasting, searching through all of that. I mean, it's not efficient to search through it. You can find the manila folder for that year, but then within that year, right, you're just right. like, you're starting to flip papers. None of that all goes away when you go digital and especially when you yeah. go with Evernote. So yeah. it's yeah. really powerful. And I'm down to, I have one, one file folder. Oh my gosh. It, I really do. I, I live what I teach. I, right. I got down to it. That's it. I, I, I took the time to like back scan my stuff. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah. But um, I didn't start yeah. with that. I evolved. It took me like three years to get to where I wanted right. that. So I always say, draw a line in the sand, start checking it off. That's step one. Right. And then see if you're comfortable, maybe not keeping your personal receipts after year one. You, instead you toss the personal receipts and you keep just your business receipts or, mm. you know, something, some category. Gotcha. Interesting. Or maybe you don't need the supporting receipts. Cause a lot of people say, well, I have the bank receipt from the bank or I had the statement from the bank. So I don't need the receipt underneath it. You know, it's a blurry line <laughs> if you really got audited and such. So, yeah. but maybe that's what you get comfortable like getting rid of first. You yeah. keep your statements in paper form. So I think it's mm. possible you just have to make a decision to digitize right. like, and you'll start to see the value in it as you experience it throughout totally. the year. So, totally. it, uh, you know, but it's a process. It's a process, yeah. but it's worth it. It is worth it. It's alleviated so much financial or energy, energetic overhead from me is really yeah. what I would say. Yeah. I love that. So we're going to wrap up for the next couple questions. What was your best financial investment in business? Uh, Evernote premium. <laughs> <laughs> You're here first, guys. Surprise. It's only, it's $70 a year and it enables all of this. And it's like the system that, you know, it's a foundation of my system. There's no more affordable, flexible system that's powerful. So yeah, that's totally anyway. agree. Love that. Yeah, and then what I'm was sure your... you're shocked, right? Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> 
I was like, I'm going to ask the question. I already know the answer, but that's okay. <laughs> so what was your worst financial investment in business? You know, I have a harder time with this question because I think you learn from all your mistakes and I don't feel like I'm ever, I'm really, I'm really close to my chest. It's hard to get me to spend money on my business and myself. Um, that actually might be the answer is that like, I'm trying to take too much on myself. So maybe I'm not spending enough money or outsourcing it to relevant yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you one thing that I did waste a lot of time and energy on that became a lot easier for me was I was trying to do my own website and do it in WordPress. And I just said, I hate doing updates and I'm just going to go with like a Squarespace or a, something like that, that makes it pretty and keeps it updated. You know, the, of course there's certain industries and can, criteria that don't work that way, but my life got so much easier when I made that decision. <laughs> So I wasted a lot of time trying to maintain like kind of a custom site when I really didn't need it. Right. I know. I think most people think that they need a custom site and it's like, no, like just, you need to, you need to be proud of what your identity online and you can do that with some really elegant, affordable and easy to, it's really the more maintenance of it. Yeah. uh, Maintain solutions. So that would be my tip there. Yeah, no, love that. So where can people find all of your goodness online? Because oh, no, website, <laughs> social media, all the things. Perfect. Well, start with harmonenterprises.com and it's H-A-R-M-O-N enterprises.com. There's links to all my social channels there. So you can follow me personally on Instagram, uh, which my username is Stacey Harmon or YouTube. I've got a bunch of free videos and training. I'm active yeah. on Facebook. So, you know, where do you, Twitter. I love Twitter. Tweet me, you know, all that kind of stuff. But there's links to all of it on my website, as well as um, some a guide that actually supports like, it's like the 10 things that I wanted to know when I started a business that I would, that if I, if somebody had just given me this checklist and I went and did them, like some of them are a little bit of work, but they're the yeah. decisions that would help um, make things smoother <laughs> for me. Yeah. So I've got like a, I can, um, I can even give you the link to that. If uh, Yeah, you totally book. in the show notes. Yeah. We'll definitely have all yeah. the links in the show notes and go and just binge, just understand that it's going to be a Netflix binge sort of situation with Stacey. Cause her good, like so sharp, so amazing. And like Evernote was the first tool that I had used back, like getting out of like a little bit of college and then getting out of college. And so and I still use it for more personal stuff than business, but I definitely have been intrigued to kind of really see the power of it because I mean, it has changed a lot since 2013 when I like was playing around with it more seriously. And so I am like, I'm all about it because it does have a lot of integrations with things and it just, it's such a smart, easy system. And I love the online offline stuff too. That makes it. Yeah. Really that's really powerful. As well. Yeah. So thank you so much, Stacey, for sharing this. I know people are going to get a ton out of it. So thanks so much again. You are welcome. Thank you for having me. I loved it.